You are listening to the Healing Pact Podcast, a place where women of color come to share their stories and their revelations. I'm talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here, we highlight resilience, as well as validate and normalize real emotions and experiences. We push each other to be our best selves, a beacon of hope and an advocate for change. I am your host, Melina Sadler, licensed clinician, mom of one, and a survivor of childhood sexual assault. It is my mission to get women comfortable talking about their trauma, as I believe sharing our stories can encourage others to speak up and be real about our mental health. As women of color, we need to recognize how our identity plays a role in our past suffering. However, it also equips us with everything that we need to push through the hard stuff. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to keep up with all the new releases of new episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Be well and be encouraged. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Healing Pack podcast. I'm your host, Melina Sadler, licensed mental health counselor in the state of New York and licensed professional counselor in the state of Connecticut. I know I haven't been here in a while, and I felt that it was important for me to come and talk to you about that. Um, So as you all know, um, in recent episodes, I spoke to you all about my mother and the concerns with her being diagnosed with stage four cancer and just, you know, going through the process of having people constantly involved, checking in and and how overwhelming that was for me. Um, I definitely was the person that my mother relied on the most and she really wanted me to have the responsibility to make decisions on her behalf. And I really struggled with having that role because... I feel like as someone's child, they shouldn't have to be the one to make the decision when, you know, this person has a living spouse. But I also understand why it could not be my father to make these decisions. Um, So unfortunately, the update is my mother did end up passing away mid-April. She was only dealing with this diagnosis as far as we know for about five weeks. Um, It's suspected that she's had cancer for months and just didn't know because she never checked. So that was a bit rough. Um, I took it a lot better than I thought I would. I definitely made peace with the fact that she was going to pass away weeks before she actually did. I made sure to spend as much time with her as possible, talk to her, as much as I could. Um, And I just came to terms with the fact that I did the best that I could and that I did everything she asked of me and that there was literally nothing I can do but to have faith that it was her time and um, there there was literally just nothing else that, that could be done but to continue living life because that's what she would have wanted. And as awkward as it feels some days, I know that she doesn't want me to sit around 
sad. Um, you know, I definitely have my moments where I'm sad, but ultimately I'm grateful that she is not suffering, that she's not in pain. It was very difficult seeing her decline the way that she was. It was very difficult seeing her in the pain that she was feeling and knowing that there wasn't anything I can do to stop it. You know, and I prayed about it. I thought about it for a great deal. And, um, I personally don't feel like she deserved to go through that the way she did. She was the healthiest person that, you know, I know. And um, a lot of people were shocked by that. You know, my mom definitely was a very healthy person. And um, it's hard to think about the fact that something so fatal can come and aggressively end her life the way that it did. And that's very hurtful. But it taught me a lot about myself and um, just my strength because losing a parent is incredibly hard. A lot of people tend to derail after something like that. It's one of the closest losses you can ever experience in your life. And I talked about the loss of my grandmother five years ago and, and the impact that it had on me. And I noticed that the reason... I took that so hard was because I, my grief was attached to the loss of opportunities and memories that could have been. And I think that, <clears throat> I think that the unknown haunted me for quite some time because I really wanted so badly for her to be a part of things like a marriage or a wedding one day, uh, the birth of my child, uh, graduations and, and things like that. And to know that I never had those opportunities the way that maybe some of my cousins did really hurt me. Um, to see a lot of imagery and videos of her getting to physically be present for a lot of my other relatives' lives on a day-to-day -day basis really made it challenging for me because I lived in New York and she lived in the US Virgin Islands. So I only saw her every couple of years. Um, and a lot of people don't know is I lived with her when I was younger, um, around preschool age. I stayed with her for about a year before coming back to New York to start my schooling. And I don't remember much about that time. So I think I struggled with the fact that I knew her, but in some ways I felt like I didn't. And what made it different for me with my mother is I've always known my mom. I've always been with my mom pretty much every day of my life. And although we had a very shaky relationship at times, although there were times in my preteens and my adolescent years that I really struggled with my relationship with her because I felt like I didn't have a mind of my own. I felt like I was constantly trying to live up to her expectations and... I always felt like I wasn't good enough, no matter what I did. It didn't matter if I made the honor roll. It didn't matter if I graduated. I always felt like there was something more that she wanted from me, and it made it very difficult for me to have a natural bond with her. And, um, of course, I love her, and I know she loves me and wants the best for me, but she put a great deal of pressure on me, and it forced me to become this overachiever that doesn't know how to ask for help, that's constantly getting burnt out and struggling with my mental health. And after my grandmother passed, I 
devoted myself to my mental health and I realized that I was allowing myself to go down this rabbit hole and I was just spiraling out of control. I wasn't healthy anymore. I started gaining weight at a rapid speed after just losing a tremendous amount of weight and finally feeling good about myself. I literally reversed that in a matter of months. And I remember beating myself up for about two to three years because of that. And I promised myself I would not do the same thing with my mother. But I was on autopilot for a little bit of that time because I really, really wanted to get the funeral and everything done with. I wanted the phone calls to stop. I wanted to stop having this obligation to update everybody and I wanted the responsibility to go away. I wanted the stress to go away. And unfortunately, there was a point in time where I remember telling some of my friends one night that part of me wants her to pass away because I couldn't deal with the brunt of what was going on. And I felt very guilty about it, but it was a very real feeling and I had to own that. And as someone who's a therapist, I always encourage my clients to feel what they're feeling. It's not about feeling guilty or wishing you never said something because if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. And there's a reason you are feeling that way. And in that moment, I had to feel those feelings because that was me acknowledging how much I was struggling. That was me releasing a lot of pent-up anger um, and just trying to find ways to cope while life continues, because that's what happens regardless of whether somebody's here or if they leave, life continues and life does not pause to allow you time to feel better about things or to decide that you want to do something different. You literally just have to get up and change your own circumstances. And I had to release this feeling of guilt. I had to accept the fact that this was out of my control and that I was going to do the best that I can. And I had to stop worrying about everybody else and worrying about myself. Because again, as a therapist and just the role that I've played in my family system for so long, I was always worried about other people. And even in her passing, I was worried about other people and how they would take it. And I know a lot of people were waiting for me to have this big meltdown. They felt like I was just in survival mode and that eventually I was going to have this big meltdown and everything was going to fall apart. And they're just waiting to be there to help me through it. And I appreciate people keeping an eye out and checking in and, and wanting to make sure I'm okay. But I really did have to assure people that when I make peace with something... I make peace with it. That's not to say that I'm not going to be sad about it here and there because I am. But if I make peace with it, it's not something that's going to throw me off my game. And like I said, I was on autopilot just a little bit because a lot of things happened in the time frame that, um, you know, my mother passed away. We quickly planned a funeral. We had to get all that stuff done. We had to notify people so that people could travel. So it was a lot of coordination and then... Unfortunately, after that, a lot of people in my family and friends caught COVID, which is a whole thing that we've avoided since the very beginning. I've never had COVID until last week. And um, 
it was just like every week somebody had COVID and it was just, you know, this period of time of isolation, which is not what people need right after, you know, having a funeral for a loved one. Isolation is the last thing you need. So that was difficult as well. And through all of that, I did not take time off from school and I had assignments due I had my practicum that I'm doing where I'm going to an office every day and I'm working with families and I still had to be present for everybody and everything, regardless if I was in isolation or not. And I know my mother would have given me permission to relax if I needed to, but ultimately she's always trusted my decision and my intuitions and I've come to a place in my healing that I can trust myself. I may not always feel good in the moment, but I've just gotten to a place where I release the reins of trying to control everything because I can't. I can't control everything and I just have to deal with things as they come. And know that I'm putting my best foot forward and know that I'm doing my best. And that's literally what I've been doing. And there have been a couple weeks that I did want to try to come on here and inform you guys of what's going on. But time has just not really permitted me the opportunity to do so um, until today. So unfortunately, I will be ending this season early. I am sorry that I was not able to finish off the sexual awareness series for April. Uh, My mom passed away the second week of April, so I was not able to do the last two episodes. So I do hope that those videos can hold you over until the next time I talk about that topic. I am considering doing a part two to this season in the fall, but if not, I will be back in January for season three for the anniversary of the podcast. And I am still going to be working on a lot of different things. So if you want to stay in touch and keep up with everything, I encourage you to follow me on Instagram. My Instagram page is Cultivated Truth. Um, I will be posting some updates on there as I'm able to As I said, I will be working on a YouTube channel and I'm going to be working on revamping this podcast. As far as imagery, structure, setup, etc., I most likely will end up having a video component to this as well. I am going to start running some groups um, coming in the next, hopefully in the next couple of months. If not, that also will start in the new year. But I'm just taking my time to be who I need to be for myself to go back to doing the things that I love and I'm really happy about school and the way it's going still a straight A student still have a 4.0 still have all the hundreds across the board and I'm doing my best to make sure it stays that way so I'm taking my time to pause on the things that I need to pause on and to hit the ground running on the things that I need to hit ground running on And I know June will be a great month for me because it will be my bounce back month. I have a lot of things that I've been working on that I put down for a couple of weeks and I will be picking them back up. So I do hope that you all continue to support me. Make sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. If there's someone out there that you feel 
can benefit from hearing um, these episodes. Anyone out there that might be struggling with something that you feel they can relate to, please share the episodes. And again, follow me on Instagram at Cultivated Truth. I hope to talk to you all soon. Be well, be encouraged, take care of yourself. Please, COVID is rampant. I never thought that I would catch it, but I did. COVID is rampant. Take care of yourself, wash your hands, and stay tuned for everything I have coming. I may make some announcements on here instead of actual episodes, so stay tuned for that as well. Thanks. Take care.